that duck, the wings have wax on it, and then somehow, somewhere I've learned that crayons are made of wax. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to be here today. Oh, anytime. I really appreciate it. Ah, it's great. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get to know each other better. That's for sure. Like I say, I love this forum. I love uh, I love podcasts. That's right. um, you love listening to them. I love learning. Yeah. This one's this one's a, a, a you know a visual one, so you can watch it and listen to it. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure anyone wants to see me. But <laughs> they will. Listen. Let me ask this, Jason. Where were you born? Philadelphia. In the outskirts of Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. In yeah. Abington. It's kind of like a suburb. You have siblings? Yep. I'm one of four. Okay, so well, tell me how it goes. Older sister, six years older, and okay. then and then a brother who's eighteen months, younger brother, eighteen months. So sandwiched, the boys were sandwiched in between. Okay, my okay. sister is kind of off. She's her. the one off. So are you guys tight? Are all of you close? Yeah, we're close. What? Even with the sister who's six years. Yeah, I'm older? probably closest with my sister. Oh, is that right? And it, it's it's how the it's how the DNA shakes up because you, you share some commonalities. And are you two look similar too? You and your sister? Yeah, you and similar similar types of uh, you know makeup. Where you know uh, these other two brothers, they don't get headaches or stuff like. And so sometimes, but you my headaches. sister and I can get headaches. And so just different um, intolerances towards foods or something okay. like that. And so is that right? Yeah, and the makeup is is kind of similar. My sister and I compared to my So she brothers. picked up on you real quick. When you came along, she said, finally, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not the only one. This is my carrots. No. <laughs> so what about it's, mom and dad? How are they doing? Are oh, your, brothers, your brothers and sisters are all okay right now? Yeah, doing good. Okay, doing great. Okay. Mom and dad? Um, great in that um, interesting stage of life where it's, you know, they're figuring out the exit strategy or a different way of life out of from working. Are they still together? Still together. Okay. And uh, you know how it, you get into a grind and then with four kids and, uh, What's and your father they got do? into um, just a mentality of work. Okay. Tons of work. What's your father do? Uh, he's running a bar restaurant now that uh, that we own. What did he do when you were growing up? Uh, real um, insurance agent. Okay. And your mother? And my mom was an exploitation working at a hospital uh, for a, a while, took some time off uh, when we were at the real needy stages, and then uh, ended up uh, buying a health food and uh, supplements uh, store. Who she did or your, uh, your mother and father? Mother and father, yeah. Okay. But so she, 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 went, she went in to run it. Okay. And then um, she was already trending and uh, very health conscious, so. So none of you guys were chubby. No, not you chubby. And then, and then something that is a bit unusual uh, for Americans time. and stuff at, at that, that time was right. was no red meat. And so I grew up, I grew up without red meat. You didn't eat meat at all. Uh, well, chicken, 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 turkey, turkey, and, and but no beef, so. nothing, none of that. Yeah, no beef. Yeah, it was interesting. It wasn't until until college years. It was a, you. You had your first McDonald's. Uh, but there mm-hmm. is there is a caveat. Okay. It with the venison. We would eat. Oh, venison. venison. Okay, you can so have something. deer. Okay. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, there's a, okay. there's a big hunting culture, and that's so, natural too, and that's really good. It's yeah, it's really good, um, and it, well, it's quite different. Not comparing it to any other type of red mm-hmm. meat. Growing up in 
chicken and all of a sudden there's a venison steak <laughs> what is this <laughs> and so um but we well, moved we moved you, outside you remember when that happened you remember when that happened when you had your first red meat or did you have it very young i'm not quite sure it was always, because it was always part of your life it's just that you never really had beef beef yeah beef right. yeah even pork Oh, so you guys stayed away from pork as well? Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure how conscious of the decision that was for my mom. Were you guys raised religiously? Like no, I wasn't religious. No, I said, but are you, are you, were you raised religiously? Did you go to Methodist? Oh, yeah, Methodist? I ended up going to Catholic high school, okay. Union, Bible school. What about your sister? My sister did not. And so it your was... Your brothers? All your brothers did? Yeah, and, but it was... I was in 10th grade, and then I went 11th grade, 12th. So junior school. and senior to the Catholic school. Okay, so my older brother just made it for his senior year. My younger brother made it from freshman on. So you were you were in public school prior to that? Yes, public school. Yeah. So what what kind of kid were you? Were you more academic or were you more sports minded? Uh, sports, sports, and a horrible kid. I was really, I was really nasty. Nasty to who? Uh, nasty. I wouldn't say just uh, outright. Um, it, it, oh, but on. I but I was like instigator because like, well, I'm middle child always well, your looking brother, for attention. So you, so you get them to fight each other? <laughs> yeah, get them to fight and and uh, poke them, prod them to you know just start trouble where there where there wasn't trouble. What'd you do with your sister? Uh, well, she was you know so you two were the same type. Yeah, but but you know they hit that growth spurt around mm -hmm. you know uh, what is that ten years old something like that, and so the boys take a little bit long so. The time we're getting into these trouble trouble years, like a lot of energy we can do, she's much bigger than us. Okay. And so, so she was staying it, away from it, Yeah, it wasn't very smart to antagonize her. Oh, because you could knock you guys <laughs> out. But you found out <laughs> real quick. Bigger, bigger and stronger. It took some years to catch up and close the And how did mom and dad gap. deal with that when you were that like that like that? Did you guys have time out or, or was dad hands on? Yeah, there's there is corrective action. You had a couple of hands-on <laughs> moments. You had some hands-on moments. But we never let them. Uh, we never gave them a break. It was constant. We're we're constantly. At well, each mom other. and dad were both equally hands-on when they needed to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. you guys, would you guys settle down then? Reluctantly. <laughs> I mean, we were terror terror to kind of grow up with. Uh, looking back now, you know, having kids, and it's like they would always say it's kind of breaking my heart, and you know, try, try that sentimental feel. Which now having kids, Even I know that, that little bit of a smile like. when they when you guys calmed down. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. It, well, tell me this: what kind of things did you guys get involved in? You and your brothers? Did you guys do go karting? Did you ride bikes a lot? Were you into motor scooters when you got old enough? Or exactly. sailing? Would you yeah, do? I was gonna say, I th uh, when I was pretty young, we moved out of Philadelphia. And moved to a small, like, uh, I wouldn't say farming town, but it's in a farming area in Pennsylvania. And then uh, the town is, I think, doubles in size, roughly, uh, with a state university. So it's kind of a university town surrounded by a lot of rural farm areas mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that gave us a lot of opportunity to get into this stuff. So a lot of dirt biking, a lot of outdoors. What age were you when you got there? I was pretty young. I was like five or something. Oh, so that's what so, you knew. So I don't, yeah, exactly. I'm growing up in small. Are they town. still there now? Yeah, yeah. We were just back there too. I just took the family back. This what did they say? To see. <laughs> what's, it like, what's it like seeing your friends? Oh, it's great. Don't forget they're gonna see this. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. You know, it was good. And so 
Um, you still have some good friends back there? Yeah. That you go with? That's nice. A few. A, you know, yeah. the ones that you, you know, life's a bit tricky with family. You have to prior, it's, it's like cold, but it seems cold. But you have to kind of prioritize time to maintain relationships. Relationships take a lot of energy said, and time. It's family. So I saw family back there, my sister and four kids. And so we got okay, to hang okay. out with them. Okay. But I got to see a couple old friends. Old friends, right. So it's like family meeting. too, that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Okay, because okay, you grew up together. But, and so with the friends, yeah, you, you know, you have family and then, like I mentioned, my sister has some kids and so, uh, and then the brothers have their own families. And so, what do you, it, okay, what do you it's interesting to have to divert, you know, to prioritize time to maintain. The distance relationships are, are difficult. That's in true. itself, right, and then. But now it's getting a little bit. Easier. See, you grew up. You grew up in this time. But see, I, for me, I, I know the difference. It's like your parents' parents having this phone now, and remembering this one. Yeah. You know, and Jeez. and not being able to get the neighbor next door, yeah. or telling the person who's also on the line to get off because you're trying to call somebody. Yeah. The party lines and stuff. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about, but we think it's so easy because you can see now. I can see people. Yeah. They don't have to be with me because we knew the pain of having to go see them. Yeah. And they'd be completely different because yeah. you haven't seen them at all. Writing letters. <laughs> letters that took forever to get here. Yeah. And then you could still smell the scent on there. Ah, cool. And yeah. sometimes they'd put your favorite gum flavor or whatever it might be in it, you know. So tell me this. Okay, so when you went through school, you finished elementary, junior high, high school. Did you go to college? Yes. Close by? Home? No, I went outside Boston. Okay, where'd you go? Uh, say outside Boston, but it's Nashua, New Hampshire. It's right on the southern border of New Hampshire. If you talk about aviation, I don't know how technically you get, but you can right. you can get your pilot's license through in the civil world. You can get it through um, a track that doesn't involve college. Of course, you uh, just which go is, to the flight, yeah. You just find an instructor. And just go there and, and just, just get the hours, there. yeah. And that's called uh, Part 61. You just, okay. it, it, because it refers to a... Um, a set of regulations that's under the Part Six. But first, we have to. And explain. so, one forty-one is the college realm, or a more structured type program, okay. and that just means different minimums in a different right, way. Right. And or so, this I went to a, what's called Part One Forty-One school. Right. And so, you already knew. Wait, when did you know that you wanted to become? Oh, wait, first of all, oh so yeah, I, I hurt my oh. ankle, the right right ankle, really bad by um, jumping off a fence. Well. My mom would bring home from x-ray, being an x-raytician, they used to have the film on the different sheets. Well, what was sandwiching the film was these pieces of cardboard, and then it would just be a waste product from the hospital. Well, my mom brought all those home and said, you know, do something creative with them. So, of course, we're, you know, building stuff out of stapling and we're learning, you know, taping things together. But um, I wanted to build wings, and then for somehow I made the connection because I asked my old man why the ducks aren't getting wet like in the water and he said there's a type of wax on the wings that's what he said so there was a connection between that duck the wings have wax on it and then somehow somewhere i learned that crayons are made of wax okay so i just thought if i just put melt the wax because we were we were sandwiching you know the the wax paper where you where you you take an iron Mm -hmm. and you melt the the crayons that's when the idea because okay. I, I, I can okay. remember this kind of feeling. Yeah, it's like, we, it's like bling. Uh, yeah, like seven years old. Okay. Like my daughter's age. Right, okay. 
Um, so you melt the wax? Yes. Yeah, so I go. I'll just melt this wax onto this wings that I make from okay. cardboard, okay. and then I'll hold on, and then hold on. Know, what do you mean, hold on? Oh, hold. Make handles. Okay, hold on. on. Okay, okay. And then and then I'm just gonna jump off the fence outside to test it, and then how big was the fence? How high? Was it was it? like an eight foot fence. Okay. Yeah. And you jumped. <laughs> jumped. Wait, wait. Who totally helped? expecting wait, the fly. Who was, who was helping you do this? I think my little brother was around. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't an instigator. No, no, no. He, just, he, he, he didn't know. The, he was more the scientist than you I were was, just the guinea pig. I was the wise guy probably okay. saying, right. it, like, this is my typical behavior. So I'm going to fly, you know, uh, fly away it. from you. <laughs> no, you can't have them. You know, this. And so there was nothing nice about it. it, it I was, okay, I was so totally so anticipating me. flying, right. you know, by jumping. But did things. you jump head first? No. I kind of did the... Almost like a Superman. Okay, okay. You know, type of right. thing. And so, you know, I jumped off the fence. It didn't work. <laughs> and I was barely able to kind of get my foot in front, but uh, you did you know, hurt myself okay. on the way down. Where this is, is is like the foothills of the Appalachian Trail. Come okay, down yes. and stuff. So, you, so uh, we're not talking big mountains, like 3,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So, so. But it's on the foothills of that. And then the contrast between the mountainous area and these... Uh, farmland right. makes great soaring, great, great gliding, and so right. you have the birds of prey. You know? I got you. Yes, and yes, so they're yes. always around because they have the. Yeah. And so they're they're flying overhead, and so it was the aspect of seeing them going into the kind of mountains right. and uh, going on hikes and uh, watching them. And then um, where I live is a big corridor for entry from the west into New York, and and. Philadelphia, Trenton area airspace. Okay. And so it's kind of like a branching off called right. East Texas uh, right. VORs right there. And so um, there's airplanes coming in that are descending from altitude and coming in for oh, so you an watch arrival. All your time. And yeah. so I see them uh, all the time. That's it's, when you decided you wanted to fly? Well, so looking back, I'm not sure what actual moment, it, uh, you know, which means it's young. It was young. But it was those types of aspects, I think. Um, Led me to jump off the fence, right. <laughs> and then you heard it. So when did you decide to start flying? Wait, wait. First well, of all, first of the all, the career path. People yeah. listening don't even know what you do. I'm a pilot. Company I work for is aircraft management, and, right. and so we manage an aircraft. We call an asset. You know, we manage this asset um, for an individual or a company. Right. But what kind of plane did you tell me you flew? Oh, Gulfstream. G six fifty. G six fifty. And I said, you fly Gulfstream? You went. You know what it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. That's what good. A Gulfstream is. <laughs> I said, yes, I know what it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you're looking at uh, going those types of distances from the states and stuff. So right. you have you to know, have a continental yeah. capability. Yeah. And something with pretty, pretty good legs on it. So five fifties, you know, was doing the job. The six fifty, um, make sure. It makes sure you have a little extra over. Yeah, yeah, yeah just in case. Job done. Oh, depending on the winds, you know. Right, right. Of course. If you get a jet stream, yeah. If you get a jet stream, you're good to go. Yeah, and then that, if you get the the ER mod, so what's 650 the ER? with the ER mod, it adds an extra 500 nautical miles. No, what's, the, what's the ER about, mod? Or 4,000 pounds. Uh, it it's a bit of a of a trick. Okay. I think um, there's plenty. It's the same airplane, same space in the gas tanks, okay. but they change. Uh, the software in the fuel computer that allows more fuel to come on at 4,000 pounds extra. Oh, I see. Okay. And so with that extra fuel, it makes going from uh, New York back to Tokyo fighting a strong headwind 
Um, easy. Very yeah, easy. You're pretty sure. Whereas um, at times it's a little bit too tight fuel-wise, right. fuel right. remaining to land in Tokyo. Sometimes you have to How long stop. have you been flying? I mean, com these this with this type of business. Yeah, I, I went up at 17 years old. I went up for my first flight, but prior to that, it's it's funny because it was definitely a different age. There's a funny story about the the, the guy who first took me up. Was working for American Airlines, captain, longtime captain. He was a friend of the family, right. and I uh, did my first flight with him. One propeller, uh, but Cessna 150. Yeah, and I, I think this was a, uh, it wasn't Cessna one, I don't think it was a 172. It's funny, I don't know okay. what the first airplane was. Yeah. I think it was a Cherokee. Like oh, a Cherokee, Cherokee, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's still a single prop, prop yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Right. right. Um, uh, reciprocating. And then we went out in a small airport, kind of up in the mountains, mountainous area where he's from, mm -hmm. Arnold Field. And so, but it's a, it's a funny part to that is because you know to see the different generation so he's old school generation now how old is they, old school he he was he was <coughs> at probably that time age. nearing i mean 10 years from retirement so he's okay. he's probably in his 50s he's 50, he's 50s then yeah at that point the time i went up with him i was already on the computer flying flying the equivalent to microsoft flight sim and there was yes, a bunch okay. of uh, there was a bunch of competitors, but no, nothing compares to it now. Uh, well, in, in a lot of aspects, but uh, there was. And then the one I got hooked on was ProPilot. There wasn't a there was a flight sim that I started and you know kept crashing, but then I got like an upgrade into this ProPilot. And so ProPilot was good on um, understanding the navigation, like the in the cockpit, what right, the instruments right. are going to read. Not looking at right, and yeah. and. Um, like a dumb kid in a, a lot of it. I just wanted to get going. I wanted to fly and get going. The smart approach would be to have some type of reading material. You'll read with and it. Learn. And they find out before you have to go available. to the yeah. But you just want to fly. I just, I'm going to take off. I'm going I'm I'm to figure it out. out. Figure it out when I'm up in the air. And I spent years just figuring it out. And, and crashing and a whole lot. Crashing a lot. But a lot, of, you know, <laughs> crashing a lot on landing. But you figure right, out the takeoff. Uh, pretty quick, yeah, pretty and then quick, once yeah. I was up there, I'll just spend hours. Okay, so if I put this frequency here, what what happens? And then oh, so this thing moves over here. Let's turn this and do this and this. and so it was a, just a it was just like an ex. I was in that mode of just, just trying to figure it out yeah, on your own. Yeah, so you remember it? Yeah. Does your dad fly? Uh, he went into the Air Force. He he doesn't fly currently, okay. but he went he was in the Air Force. But uh, briefly, he he when he was younger, he uh, got hit riding his bicycle and got drugged in you know in Philadelphia got drugged for a while and uh, fractured his skull he spent hey, this is before the Air Force or before after? when he was a kid and they yeah, still let him in that. the Air Force they didn't the medical records didn't show weren't as um, weren't as organized okay. and so yeah he got through all the way to pilot school got a couple flights in when then it came up it's like whoa you can't actually be here with a fractured skull in, in your history and oh he was he was going to He's going to school. school. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. And so then, he must and have been really happy that you became a pilot. Yeah, he's beside himself for sure. Your brothers? But it was there? weird. There was no pressure, no even talk oh, about course, it. No, but he, like, he those did, stories yeah. kind of came up after, yeah. It's, but what about your brothers? They are they. What do they do? Um, yeah, none are pilots. They, the older one is interested in aviation. And he's always been. And, and in interesting parts of it, the air bull red 
red, you know, the Red Bull air races. Okay, you know, but is he doing that? And stuff. Well, he's not flying in it, but so th there's a long-term goal. And it would be great to achieve is to. I think he's going to end up taking uh, lessons prior. But if we ever move back to the states to get with him and get and his and license, I'd love to do that. What about your younger brother? Younger brother, not so much interest. He, you know, he's, it's not a disinterest. It's not a. Mm -hmm. uh, completely uninterested. It's just not uh, a real driving force for Coco. You know. Your sister? Uh, doesn't like flying. She, she doesn't like heights or just not flying? She doesn't like flying. She, she doesn't yeah. like really the feeling of being in control okay. of that type of thing. I see. So yeah. we ended up going back and I... Did I, you fly when you were back? Yeah, every once in a while I'll go back and rent a plane. Just go and grab what one. You, That's the beauty of the States. Like what? It's, oh, um, last time I was back I got um, Cherokee and took okay. a bunch of people up. Uh, well, I can't. My a sister. Bunch of people. My, five, well, no, we, six, we, I made multiple oh, mean, flights. Oh, oh, see, and so my sister's family and her kids, I wanted to, to take them up. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's probably going to get his pilot license at some point, uh, which I would like to help out. I'd like Is to there any back. limit to getting your, any limit in age for getting your pilot license, or do you just have to be in good health? Yeah, good health, pass the medical. Okay. Um, I don't believe there's an age limit. No. You so you can help people get their license. What do you mean? With just the testing part? Oh no, I, I have my uh, or had my instructing certificate. I have so, to get it renewed, and so. Do you fly here in Japan? Uh, 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 no, it's a little bit more difficult here. It used to be easier. There used to be a flight school at the air base. Yeah, Air Force. Then, yeah, you go to Air Force Base. And um, and then we have uh, a guy flying with the company, Japanese guy who. You know, long story I flew with for the last 10 years now. He's a great, great guy. And we have a lot of stories of traveling the world and all, but um, he actually rented out of there uh, and I think instructed out okay. of there for a while. Yeah. But that the ability for people without the military access to the mm -hmm. base to be able to go on, I, that has stopped a, quite yeah, a long did. time ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's rather tricky. Um, I would have to get the license validation, which is, mm -hmm. you know, we understand that you have an FAA license and you take these series of tests and you can have a Japanese pilot's license, which is what I did when I flew for an airline in India, mm -hmm. uh, this validation process. And, and then I think there's access to a couple airplanes outside of the Tokyo area. Long answer, no, I didn't rent yet. Um, I'm not sure the hurdles. But if, if I do, I might go along the route of uh, flying a glider out of here. Do you need a license for that? you need a license for Yeah, that? I'll go through that but validation but to get But that. there's no license for the ones that have the motor, though. The, I've heard that. The ultralights. The ultralights. Ultra yeah. There's no, there's no license for that. Nope, that's right. I know, yeah. That's so I've right. seen guys doing that, and I thought... There's a weight it. limit to it. Yeah. Wait, really? What, what's the weight limit for a person? I, no, no. Oh, de there's definitely a weight limit of course for the apparatus, weight. but there's a weight no, limit towards for the person, right? Yes, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but but I'm talking about if it's under a cer certain weight threshold, then you don't need a license. If it's over, then you do. And so that's why, like a 172, oh, you will. Oh, oh, oh. And so I see, I see, I see, I see. Because it's considered ultralight, and then ultralight, right? Because I saw a bunch of guys States. doing that in Chiba. Oh, exactly. Oh, man, they were having yeah. a ball. They were landing on the beach yep. side, just having a good time. And yeah. then, I, and I, they told me where they were gonna fly to, and I was on my motorcycle, so I rode to where they were gonna end up. And they got up there, and some of those guys were just really kicking it. Yeah, 
And there's a, there's a height limitation that they're not supposed to fly over. Yeah, they were going over it. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I, I could see that. They were way over it. I don't care what it was. <laughs> they were too high to be that. And I'll see. There. Yeah. Yeah, they were too high. <laughs> True. Oh, they're having a ball. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and the guy too, my, wife's, they, my wife's uncle is a part of a community. Is that right? Lives much further north yeah. of uh, Tokyo. And then he's a part of a community. So I went to his house and saw two ultra lights there. Wow. And then I have a couple of other friends before that had helicopters. And they were doing the same thing. The little small ones that have the glass bubble the bell, and yeah. no, no doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just two-seater. And I went up with a guy in that. And I was looking down and said, I can jump from here. I can jump. No, okay, now I wouldn't make the... <laughs> so as we were going up. Yeah, isn't that... That's yeah. my thing. I just love it. I yeah. love it. But, I mean, but you think about it. You know... That contraption. That's yes, it's, it's, it's beating... I think you're the one who said it's beating the air into submission. Yeah, that's right. That's the only reason I can yeah, get up yeah. in the air. Because yeah. it's just... But I love it. Yeah, like isn't idea. it? What a, what a concept. Isn't that something? But I mean, drones, you can, we, but drones have to be a little bit different. And then you have four of those rotors, at yeah, least. Yeah, the quadcopters? I'm thinking about They're that. very stable. Yeah. But there's a there's built-in... Uh, Stabilizers and stuff. Yeah, that, that, that are reading data real time to yes, adjust. So that's right. The interesting thing about a quadcopter is you can lose one of those motors, and then it, it can it You can, can still, you're right. And then still maintain. Right, right. right. Um, but the helicopter's not the same. And there's there's a little glide. They told me there's a little glide, but it still doesn't. There's some catastrophic <laughs> things that can happen, but still it can glide. Glide a little, yeah. If, if the, the, yeah. Well, if you already have, you need some energy from somewhere. Of course, so somewhere. So it's a potential energy or kinetic. And so right. um, if, you're, if you're low, so low potential, but a lot of kinetics, and you're, you're moving fast over the ground, mm -hmm. and then you lose an engine, um, you can still use the spinning of the, the uh, inertial forces of the blade spinning as a brake, like right, an right. air brake to slow you down and touch down. And they practice it all the time. It's oh, right. called auto-rotate. Okay. And so, and I don't have my, I don't have my rotor license. It's just right. like, you know, but you know about you it. So you better, sure. And then uh, if you have a lot of potential energy, no kinetic, when they call in a helicopter to do construction work and pick up like a, mm -hmm. a, a machinery or something, or something like that and bring it. That's actually pretty... Uh, Risky. Yeah, that, that's one of the more challenging aspects of flying a helicopter. What I understand is because being stationary, having very low um, velocity or kinetic energy means when you do lose an engine, you, you have... It's very fast. You have to act... Uh, to to convert, what? well, what oh, you're going to do is you're going to convert Kiss? that potential energy <laughs> to kinetic, and then once you get down, uh, if it's high enough and you know you react it uh, accordingly, um, and then you have a nice spot to land, um, then you convert that energy. Then you'll have some kinetic energy to build up to act as your brake. Oh, I see. To, to and but that's then the impact alone. But when you got your license, where were you? Finished college. You get your license to become a pilot. And how long did it take? It's just a matter of which license. Because you, you the build one, up into more complexity. Now. Yeah, so that takes um, quite some time. It's called the ATP. It's, so it's, it's airline transport pilot license. And so it's where you can work uh, commercially and be the captain of an aircraft, of a commercial vessel. Okay. And you're so, the captain? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I got the, what we call PIC or pilot in command. Okay. Um, quite some time. Maybe how many hours do you maybe need? Maybe ten years. How many, hours, how many hours do you need? Is it out based on hours too? To get that license, yes. I think the minimum is fifteen hundred. Okay. Hours. And what would that equate to? 
is my many years of experience it's hard because you know it depends on the route you take to get those hours um but you could think of getting maybe 400 hours a year okay realistically yeah 400 to 500 hours a year and the build up to that will give you a rough time frame most likely jumping from jobs to get that so the start and the start i had a very common start is to be a flight instructor. Then you can rack up the hours. Yeah, right. And it's a really good foundation, but you're still learning. You have right. the license, but you get the, but you're being paid to show other people how to learn. Yeah, and yeah. in as you know, when you explain some any topic to someone you get else, that's right. That's it's, when you truly it's a learn much it. harder aspect than you knowing it yourself, because now you have to look at it from different angles, and you realize there's holes in there. And so there's many times, you know, the first couple of years of flight instructing. You know, you cover a topic, and you're like, oh, there, there's, you, know, you can sense it. There's a hole in there that I need to fill. So then you go and research it and talk to people and learn for yourself and mm -hmm. cover it. And so it's a very strong, in my view, foundation. When I'm flying with someone, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying they're dangerous. But you can tell who's flight instructed. At this, at this stage, once you're in it long enough and you fly with someone, they, you can there's see. certain things they wouldn't know if they hadn't been instructed. There's behaviors or... or Understand. aspects of right. how they conduct themselves right exactly. and again it's not I'm not saying it's better or safer no no but you can there, tell but there's just aspects that you've learned you can tell you know? it's and like, so you can make those up in other ways I, I do I can use the analogy of a gymnast I can tell someone who's tumbling like you see these guys do street tumbling and stuff uh, who's been a competitor and who hasn't been ah uh, if you're trained as a gymnast, there's certain rules you have to go by. Uh -huh. And you don't just lose those rules. Same thing in martial arts. There's a difference between someone who's learned on his own and someone who's actually been in classes. Yes, yes. A big difference. Yeah, a big so difference. it goes the same with being a pilot. Boxing, yeah, you can yeah. tell right away. So it has, no, it has nothing to do with feeling better or not. That doesn't mean you can beat someone who hasn't had the training or you're going to be better than them. Sure. But there's certain... Yeah. You yeah, you can pick it up. You can yeah, pick that's it up. a great See, way. You couldn't have gotten it. that unless somebody showed you. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you're going to know that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> what are you doing nowadays? What, what are you doing? I know, you're on, I know you don't have a flight now. That's why I was able to get you on this podcast. Yeah, that's great. But what are you doing these days? Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Spend a lot of time with family, try and soak up these moments. Um, wait, wait. Jiu-Jitsu and then you spend time with your family with doing Jiu-Jitsu? Oh, I try. Wait, wait. I try. You put those two I try to bring my daughter Or use it on them. <laughs> yeah, no, I try to bring my daughter to the gym. She's seven, but uh, okay. she's not having How it. How long have you been doing that? December 18th, so I'm still a baby. Oh, you just started? I'm still a baby. And, yeah. Okay, why, why did you decide to go into jiu-jitsu? Had you done any type of martial arts prior to that? No, there's a little bit deeper. My mindset for competition is poor. I got over it with flying because you're constantly under some type of evaluation throughout, you know, and so every six months I, I take, I go back to a training facility and be under an evaluation. It's a pass-fail type thing, okay. scenario on all different aspects, running through some emergencies and stuff. And so you spend a career doing that. I'm confused why when I enter competitions in a sport, jiu-jitsu, the same type of like failings I, I have as, as I had when I was younger. You have the same kind of feeling. Uh, feelings and it's a failure. It's not a healthy competition mindset. So, so the competition I'm mostly referring to growing up was wrestling. While we're practicing, I'm much better than I am competing. What happens when you compete? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to fight, figure out. No, I'm saying, so, no, no, I'm saying, oh, yeah, what's that, been happening to you? I'll do you lose, do you win? I'll explain it, but 
Okay. No, no, no. I, I have a much worse performance. My performance is horrible when I compete. Do you give up? Are you the type that gives up? Do you lose no. when you're competing? No, I'm, I'm in my head. Do you win or do you lose when you compete? No, you I'm like a fifty. I'm like a fifty-fifty athlete. Like, uh, oh, so sometimes you win, sometimes yeah, you lose. yeah. What's your I'm, attitude about I'm it? I never really push over, but I'm not. I'm never the best. I'm competing, so I want to win. <laughs> you want to win, so, but, so but, if you, but, you, but you'll submit when you know you're not going to win. No, it's not a submission. I it's, usually come going to the end, but it's it's. Are I you need so, to are you a sore why? Are you a sore no, loser? No. no. I mean, you can give the guy here. Oh, good definitely, thing. definitely. You can do that. You've yeah, always yeah. been able to do that. Yeah, I'm always, I've always been able to do that. But you think you should be doing better. Yes. I know my problem is against me because you know it that there is, is better. right? You know that there is a higher level that you can reach. Okay. So my hang-up and the reason I wanted to do it at this stage of life, well, get back into it, to know that there is a hang-up, it doesn't occur. Somehow I got over it in this in this room segment doing, of doing, my life right, which is the professional pilot. side right why can't it, because now i'm going to be teaching my kids and if they're entering in this sport and i have this major hang-up and they want to be successful in sports i have to understand what what my problem is so i got into this to compete to figure out and lo and behold i get into these competitions and it's just like i'm uh, a kid again and all these things are coming 50, back 50. and so i'm going to figure it out it's going to take time and so, um, you know, I've been trying to, trying to uh, slay that demon for a long Wait, time. So what do you mean? Wait, you're starting to make me really curious, Justin. Oh, no. Because you go in the corner after you lose one and start crying or something? No, it's a... It's just knowing that could have been better. It, Wait, okay, you know, what do that, you do when you win? When you win, event. what do you do? What do you do when you win? Move on to the next person. You know, so, so the format is a tournament, right? So okay. it's, you know, you win... Prepare yourself for the next fight, for the next okay, battle. Okay. And so, in wrestling tournaments, guys would win this, win the tournament that I could beat one on one, and w- maybe I have beaten one on one when we have a wrestling match. But I get into this tournament scenario, no, and I can't keep it together. And this competition mentality, you I'm defeating myself. Of course, you've already basis. decided that he's, yeah, he's got to move on you that you may not. Yeah, That's interesting. very rigid, very, uh, uh, you know, in a sport like that, probably any sport, but, you know, you get to the point where you, your training takes over and you can't think, mm-hmm. you think you're getting slow. You're overthinking it. Same yeah. with flying. Right. You know, you train, 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 have the scenarios down. When it's time to act, then you're kind of one with the machine. And then, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so same with, same with the sport, but in competition – there's there's a preparation or something that I'm failing at that I'm getting in the way of of the sport or the competition. So there's there's a gap that's leading to loss in time, which means I'm lost in position, which means everything's worse in terms of performance. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, I think going way back to the start of our conversation. You know, life is progression. You know, it's not static. And I know that there's some holes in my character. And in order to try and teach my kiddos, I have a little boy too. That's pro. You know, he's showing a lot more um, of the physical traits, and maybe he will uh, get into uh, sports. I want. It would be nice if I could conquer this demon. So you, that, call it, you consider it a demon? 
Yeah, it's it's you know it's been all through childhood and all you know being in sports my whole life um, and being held back by myself. I feel that you know something I could overcome okay. to enhance. Now it's already you know well, late for me, but maybe if my kids reach the same thing, it would really hurt me if I never tried to overcome that and then couldn't help them in something that I I struggled with. So. Knowing that I struggle with it, if there's even potential that they're going to reach that, I would like to overcome it and have some type of insight that could help them overcome mm-hmm. it. Well, Justin, you know, coming to that point, before I end the podcast, what I usually ask someone, which you might, might help you a little bit, oh, yeah. if you could go back in time and meet the 20-year-old Justin, what advice, knowing what you know now, would you give to him? Mm, 20 hours flight instructing just graduated do there's times trying to learn from it L- learn from I think those negative energies probably inhibited or switched off the learning mechanism you know uh, at that time so I probably could have grown become a better person at that time I was a bit antsy not knowing what the next career step would be yeah I was distracted it wasn't you know there wasn't um, that's good that's good. good enough focus thank you so much Justin thank you thank sir you for your time. yeah no I appreciate it I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan. So reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Mm